The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is happening, Chicago Bears fans? This is T-Formation Conversation. I am your host, Lester Wiltfong. And as it has been this entire 2022 Bears season, the doctor is in. We are joined by Dr. Mason West. Mason, how's it going, my friend? Not bad at all. As you said a little earlier, where else would you rather be on a Friday night than right here talking some Bears? It's such a weird, uh, you know, like, like I was telling you before, like I would do the show before myself. Like I would jump in, I would get off work, I would do here, record a really quick stuff because we didn't have no video back, you know, before. This is the first year we had really incorporating the video. So we got to be official, you know. So I'm like, well, shit, I got an actual video channel now. I just can't have my head on there. Let's get find someone. And then like, you know, we, we were, we've been talking for a long time in that chat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. It's like sometimes things just come together in my brain. Like this is going to work. Just and clicks. it's been awesome. Yeah. And then of course you have your own show now on, on, on Thursdays at five o'clock uh, central yep. bare bones, you and Danny Meehan. You kind of do the similar to what we do with the injury, but you guys go into more, more in depth in a preview, uh, fantasy football stuff. You guys talk mm-hmm. some gambling. You guys some talk some picks. You guys make your NFL picks. So, you know that's a uh, that's a fun show. And of course, hey, you I, have all the puns going on there. I nailed my Colts pick yesterday. I mean, the game's yeah. horrendous, but nailed the pick. <laughs> so that's all that mattered. That game was awful. It was just like, and then of course the Bears are next Thursday. Bears oh. and Commanders. Yeah. What are the odds that that game is just like? that reverse like it's gonna be like a 40 to 35 game or something i i mean i'd be down for that you know <laughs> absolutely but don't get me wrong if i'm putting my money on it i think we're probably seeing another like 12 to 9 game somehow probably all right well let's jump into this uh there's some injury a really small injury report this week but there was some big injury news earlier in the week and that is cody whitehair chicago starting left guard went to injured reserve they talked about it's not going to be serious, so we're assuming it's going to be the the four game, uh, the the short term uh, designation. And on your show last night, Bare Bones, you actually talked about you found the actual play and you showed the clip on on your show last night of the knee injury, and and you're a little surprised that you know it wasn't more severe than it was. Yeah, a bit. I mean, it was definitely a pretty extensive injury. If you actually watch the clip, and you can go and. Check it out. Uh, like I said, like Lester said, I broke it down a bit more and there's video involved so you can actually see what happened. Uh, we talked also about how the all 22 at Soldier Field is horrendous. It so is. It's not exactly the cleanest video. But when you have 
the defender fall and, and offensive lineman for that matter fall into Cody Wire like they did, right? Collapsing down into the back of back right side of that right leg. You you often have something a little more big come into play. I mean, a good example is Dave Montgomery, right? I mean, Dave Montgomery had got rolled up on essentially and he had that knee ankle that became in just an ankle. Um, especially when you have someone as as large as 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 Cody White here did falling onto you. Um, uh, Adam Johns at the athletic had mentioned that he was seen walking out with a straight leg brace, which usually you see that after like an ACL reconstruction, uh, just to stabilize the entire knee. So that's where my mind went right to, okay, I'm thinking MCL just because of the angle that the player f- fell into Matt. And also I'm thinking a little bit of either ACL or PCL more likely ACL, just because when you have that force coming from the back to the front, that anterior cruciate ligament helps prevent that lower leg bone, the tibia from moving forward. Uh, it'd be PCL if it was more the other direction. And we talked about uh, how more likely it's called a dashboard injury. So if you have your legs up on the dashboard, you get in a car accident, shoves that tibia backwards. And Danny did was great. Talked a bit about what him seeing it on scene as a firefighter. So that was pretty cool to have. But um, so usually that's why you're starting to think the, the inner ligaments uh, for that ACL when you have that straight leg brace. And you, you need it, even if it was a grade two, grade three, that's where you need at least those four weeks. Um, and then everyone's a little different, could reach into that five, six week range, but I'd lean closer to the bottom four than that upper six, seven. So as we're seeing now with uh, a good transition, the, the Nikhil Harry injury, his four week uh, IR stint was over. So the Bears actually opened up his three week practice window. So you're saying with the Cody Wider injury, you're guessing about four weeks after that, he'll be he'll be he'll be uh, brought to the practice field. They'll work him out for a week or two and then he'll be good to go, if, if not sooner than that. That's what I would think. When you think about if it is, in fact, like a more of that ACL thought process more or MCL, offensive linemen don't need as much of that rotary stability, right? Those, those ligaments are very important if you're going to be doing a lot of cutting, hence why a wide receiver, uh, why a running back would need a little bit more time uh, than a lineman would. So you'd see Cody Whitehair out there. He's going to have that big bulky knee brace on just to help with the stability. Um, and especially being a guard even too. I mean, it's very linear in that way. I mean, obviously, yes, you're going to have tattoo pulls and things like that. It's just not quite as robust as even like a tackle might have to be with how you have to drop back that outer foot in order to gain ground. All right, let's talk a little bit about Harry. So his, his practice one was open. Uh, there was a clip on social media, I think on Wednesday, showing him going through some drills. And he looks, you know, to the to the fan's eye, he looks, man, he looks pretty good. He's running around out there. So this was actually, a couple of days ago, it was actually eight weeks. And and when you actually tweeted out about the injury the first time, you said it's probably about an eight-week injury. So kudos there. So eight weeks on the dot a couple of days ago, they're not going to play him. It was talked about today at the press conference. They said he will not be activated for the uh, for the game against the Vikings. Um, so technically, the Bears have an open roster spot. They may make a move on Saturday. If they do, I will update the site at Windy City Gridiron. Make sure you guys check that out because I'll update that. I'm not going to update the podcast because it's in the can. It's done. So about Harry, it, his eight weeks are up. He's on the practice field. Look good. They're not going to play him this week. So do you think that it's you think he'll take the full three weeks, or think he'll be back possibly for the uh, the next game against the the Washington Commanders? I am leaning towards a return against the Washington commanders. Uh, Like I said, it's one of those weeks where what do you get out of getting Harry out there this week? Um, It's just the, the Vikings matchup is a tough one. Um, Not even just from the offensive side, as we've seen, it hasn't been great offensively. Yes. They need the firepower, but defensively, right. It's not, you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen going against a, 
pretty bang, you know, rough secondary right now as it's been the last couple of weeks. So what are you getting by rushing? If you wait that extra week, get some actual, because when you're rehabbing, you're not going through all the drills that you would normally, right? So he still needs to get up to, to speed. Getting him out there for one, two snaps is not going to do much. You'll let him get, you know, some of that run with the commanders, get more quickly to full speed. And then all of a sudden, the following week, you have that Patriots game. And I think that's when it's full bore. Hey, let's try to prove that the Patriots maybe missed yeah. on something, didn't handle me right. So, yeah, I, I'd lean closer to a commander's appearance for Harry. You would, you would imagine he really wants to stick it to the Patriots as much as possible. He's first round draft pick. They kind of didn't really play him much. You know, I mean, that, I mean, but they don't really feature like a one guy, and he thought he'd be the guy, and it never worked out for him in New England. And, you know, of course, he's in Chicago now. He had the injury. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that'd be a great storybook uh, thing here if, if you know, he, he ramps up against Washington. He makes his, you know, big-time game against the Patriots and goes for like, you know, seven, eight catches, 120. Oh, I'm just imagine. Uh, that, that little bit of a pipe dream, but maybe. <laughs> All right, crazy. All right, let's, let's jump in now to the actual – Injury report, and I got it. Where the hell did it go? Am I gonna graphics here? Oh, I'm over here. See, man, I'm used to JB producing us on, on Baron Balanced. Me having to run the board is just you know so complicated. Where are we at? Oh, see, I did it for you guys. Sorry, beautiful. So, Bears, man, three guys. You know, last week they were missing, I think, four starters. They had like uh nine guys on the report. You know, this week Ryan Griffin's back, tight end. That's gonna help obviously the passing game. Okay, maybe not, but you know they got some some guys here. David Montgomery, what the hell's going on with this guy? So he, this is guy. He is a mutant, correct? He comes I mean, back I'm from injuries. Pretty sure that he's got either you know cyborg, you know something going on there, or like you said, he's got some alien DNA going on because can over and over and over again he comes back faster than he's really supposed to. And if you actually talk to some of his teammates and some of his coaches back at Iowa State, they said the exact same thing. I mean, he was coming back from stuff weeks ahead of schedule. I don't, I don't necessarily get it. Some guys are just built different. He's, he's one of them. Uh, I originally said this was like a six week injury yeah. uh, and, and, it, and it looks like it. And when he, when you have a guy leave the way that he did, uh, that's usually what it is. The fact that he missed as little time as he did and is coming back is pretty nuts. Do I think it's going to be full David Montgomery? Not necessarily. I mean, you should be splitting the, the load with Herbert. I mean, a good example is look at the Packers. They do a very good job of splitting between AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones and both benefit from it because they both do something a little different. So I'd expect more of a timeshare between the two than maybe even we saw before the Montgomery injury. And it's going to be huge to have Montgomery back, whether it's just what he does as a leader within the game or in his pass protection, because that's something that Herbert still struggles with. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw a tweet I'm not sure if it was earlier this week or might have been last week. They showed the top pass blocking running backs. And David Montgomery was, I think, you know, top five. Khalil Herbert was like in the 90s. So it's a stark yeah. difference in, in the way they those those guys can attack linebackers when they're coming in. It's you know, part of it is Khalil Herbert's a little smaller. You know, part of it is just a leverage thing. Part of it just maybe he's just that's just not his game. I mean, he's just not that. So the one thing you don't want to see happen with Chicago is you don't want to see him tip their hand. You know, if, if 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 a guy like Herbert's in, okay, this is the run. We saw that a couple of years ago with Nagy and, and his usage of, of Tariq Cohen. Mm -hmm. You know, they would always tip what he wants to do. So hopefully, we don't see that with 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 this regime. Uh, Luke Getzey should be a little smarter than what we saw before. 
You can work those guys in because Khalil Herbert, whether he's pass blocking or not, he's a he's shown he can catch the screen. He can do some stuff out there. Maybe just don't keep men. Maybe keep Komet in or or Griffin or or, or uh, uh, Wesco. One of these other tight ends. Have them come in if you want an extra blocker. Once in a while, it could be Herbert. You know, but you got to see what's going on there. But that's a it's a key for the passing offense, which we're going to see a click here at some point with Justin Fields. But but he's questionable, David Montgomery. And and Coach Flus today in the in the press conference said it looks pretty good, which is. Again, like you you were saying, you thought it'd be a much longer injury. And actually, two weeks ago, you had that video too on your show, Bare Bones. You broke that down, you showed it, and it did. It looked it looked bad. So I'm shocked he's questionable. I think he's gonna play. What about you? I'm leaning towards him playing. I mean, I'm not starting him in my fantasy league by any means, but yeah, you know, if I'd say it's seventy percent chance that he starts. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good there. Um and then we have two doubtful bears. Um, both these guys have not practiced in a couple of weeks. Jalen Johnson, cornerback, he's still out with that quad injury. Dane Cruikshank, safety, uh, backup safety special teamer, still out with that hamstring injury. Both players doubtful. Like I said, mm-hmm. they've missed, been missing a couple of weeks now. But both were limited at practice today. So that's obviously good for their for next week's. You can't see him playing this week, right? And you always have to keep in mind, what that bare minimum is could be considered limited. I mean, you could basically go through stretches with your team and it's like, Oh great. You were limited today. Uh, so now you're not really allowed to be a part of uh, even the media can't see what goes on past really the stretches and some of those individual drills. So we don't know exactly what they did or did not do, but uh, Dane Crookshank with that hamstring two DNPs in a row and then a limited not looking great. And it's like, again, do you need, need him this week? No, you'd rather just, let him be fully healed going into the into the next week's game. And then for Jalen Johnson, I mean, he had an interesting post on Instagram. I, I saw he that. sounds like he's going to play. Uh, but with, again, two DNPs, and even Jalen has said, been on the record saying, like, if he, uh, if this was like a playoff game, that he'd be, he'd be playing. So he might be pushing more so to be playing than maybe the coaching staff is going to have him play. He's pretty much the antithesis of, of Montgomery at this point. 30% chance he plays. If all of a sudden he was active, I'm not going to be blown away surprised just because kind of a, who he is and what he's been saying. But to to me, it's significantly more likely that he's, they're going to give him one more week off. So you're thinking he he pulled something, strained something in his quad area. I mean, it's, it's a little more with missed a couple weeks than just a like a bruise, right? Yeah, it, something maybe like a quad contusion, you know, and then like a bone okay. bruise kind of a thing would be my guess. You know, maybe got a helmet or a shoulder pad to the thigh and just was affecting some of that deeper layers of the of the quad down in there. Grade one, two strain is also possible, just like it would be for the hamstring, but nothing crazy. I mean, if it was, he would have been IR'd. And the other thing, too, is this team has been very interesting with how they also handle the IR for the most part. I mean, there are some guys that they're willing to let just kind of play it out a little bit like Bayless Jones was a perfect example they were willing to just let him see because they could have just IR'd him right and just like been done away with it we wouldn't have had this conversation as long as we did um and same thing with some of these other players you could have just put Jalen Johnston IR and it would have been more or less fine but it seems like with especially some of these soft tissue injuries they're letting it play out and seeing where they're at instead of just shutting guys down yeah, I mean, this year they, they changed the rule. You're now allowed to bring back eight guys uh, on that short-term IR. You know, I would like to see them – does baseball still do the uh, uh, IR retroactive where if a guy's missed a few games, you can put them on the IR, but it, it retro, it's back to where the game you missed? 
Is that something that, that, that they do in baseball still? I That's haven't followed question. baseball closely in a long time, but I think that'd be great for the NFL if a guy misses a week or two and you realize, man, this injury's taking longer than we thought. He hasn't played anyway. Let's retroactively IR him two weeks ago so that way he only have two more weeks to go since he already missed his two weeks. I don't know. That's one of those things that I always like, the the roster, the back-end roster building. I always think of these little weird little quirks, but I think that would be nice if they do something like that because it would help uh, – Obviously, help teams because it's a 53-man roster. You got the practice squad. It will help you give a little, a little more flexibility. And then again, it's ultimately it's about the player safety. And then right. it's one thing one thing you mentioned there about Johnson, maybe the coaches are are holding him back a little bit. We talked about it a little bit with Tua. Sometimes the coaches have to do that. You know, they have to say, "Hey, man, we we don't want you to get hurt worse. We're going to shut you down one more week to be be safe." And you know, it's I think that's uh, it's good if a coaching staff can can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. If you're Eberflus, do you want Jalen Johnson out there, you know, being able to guard Justin Jefferson? Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> That's it's significantly better defense if you have him out there. Uh, but at the same time, they know what this year is. This year is a rebuild. It's not a retool. It's not a I, I get it, you're two and two, but let's not let's not mince words here. Uh so you gotta sometimes protect the players from themselves because they're going to do what they need to do to get out there. Dave, going back to Dave Montgomery, perfect example. Contract year, right? He's looking. He's looking to get paid, and if yeah. he were to stay out too long, that's going to hurt his bottom line. So, you know, these guys want to play. So, if if uh, there's no Jalen Johnson, and we're looking at Kyler Gordon, Kendall Vildor, obviously uh, Jalen Jones, who who was sick earlier this week, but he's fine. He's not on the report anymore. Uh, maybe a little Josh Blackwell, maybe a little Lamar Jackson, but. You know, you, you talked about the the Viking receiving core. You know, Thielen, Osborne, of course, Jefferson. The, that that's a pretty good threesome. You know, one of the better threesomes in the league. So they're probably going to gash the Bears with Johnson's out. It's it's funny just because the Bears, sorry, the Vikings could go either way because the Bears are terrible against the run, so they could just go <laughs> ham with Dalvin Cook, or really the secondary hasn't been great either, so they could just go nuts with, in the passing game. I don't really know which way I'm more concerned with, but at the end of the day, it's uh, the matchups are so far not great. Exactly. You said they could do anything. I mean, the bears, I mean, that that's a good offense. You know, I know we all like to make fun of Kirk cousins a lot, you know, but you know, when Kirk cousin plays good teams and like prime time, that's when he has issues when he's playing a team like the bears, he's generally pretty good. Bears defense, not the best right now. I mean, they, they could surprise. I mean, they have some, some players over there. You never know what could happen, but. This could be a rough game. And let's real quick mention the Vikings injuries. They got three guys, um, Andrew Booth, corner, Jalen Naylor, wide out, Ben Elflesson, tight end, groin, all backups. So there's no uh, no issues from their report. They had a couple guys on there earlier this week, uh, Smith and the, the cornerback, her name escapes now, that are a couple starters. Uh, Cameron Dantzler. Cameron Dantzler. I knew, you'd, I knew you'd have that for me. Uh, they were on the report all week. They were limited, but they were taking off the report. So the Vikings are going to be at full strength offensively and defensively going against the uh the the, the depleted bears uh, defense which is not good even if they were full strength and then of course the uh, justin fields passing offense what are the odds that uh, justin fields builds off of the last week's game you think you can see him taking advantage of because the vikings defense they are full strength but it's a bad defense that's the thing uh they Barely beat okay, – they're in London. London games are weird. And that's another thing too, right? They're coming back from London. Circadian yeah. rhythms are going to be all messed up. So, you know, that could always be affecting this team. But, I mean, they barely beat a Andy Dalton-led team that didn't have Alvin Kamara, that didn't have Michael Thomas, and that barely won on a missed field goal that was a double doink. 
it wasn't great. <laughs> like the Saints aren't good. Let's let's not again. Let's not mince words. So to answer your question, yeah, I think Justin can build off of that. I think he can continue to build trust with some of his the receivers that he does have, and. I think that, again, if you're just looking for him to progress, is he getting the ball out faster? Is he going for read one, two, three, right? Is he able to adjust and not bail out of the pocket quite so quickly? Uh, and that's really going to also depend on the offensive line. You know, Eberflus refuses to give us an inkling as to who's going to be starting on Sunday. <sighs> so that's so that's tough. Uh, so it really, I think it boils, it's a lot of trust. It boils down so heavily to that because it's there's not a lot to trust right now. You mentioned uh, the head coach talk about the the interior of his offensive line today, and at his press conference, he was asked point blank, "Was he going to start the same three that he talked about starting? You know, which is going to be Mustafer at center, Jenkins at right guard, Patrick at left guard." And he said that that he wasn't sure quite now. Now maybe it's gamesmanship; he's just trying to you know put that out there for the Vikings. But he also said that they, they did work Lucas Patrick at center. Okay, that that hand has got to be ready to go. He's, he, I'm sure he can snap now. He was. He was the backup center for the last two weeks, so that center that hand has to be good. Maybe they do go with uh, Patrick at center. They let Jenkins, you know, settle in the right guard, and then over at, at left guard, what do you got then? You got Jatari Carter, the rookie. Will they put two rookies in the left side? Michael Schofield, who they cut after having a horrendous preseason and brought back, is he the guy you put a left? I mean, I know Sam Musfer has struggled, but. Wouldn't Sam Musfer still be your better option to play in that interior three? Oh, it's it's so rough to say this. Just say it out loud. It makes me not nauseous. So what would your starting line be currently as the people that you have available? I mean, they have uh, Riley Reef on the bench, who, to my knowledge, has only played tackle right and left side. You know, they've had a few weeks now. Maybe they're getting him ramped up to play some guard. I, I've always thought it was easier to go from – right guard to right tackle or, 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 I mean, right tackle to, to guard or left tackle to guard instead of going flipping sides. I always thought it was easier, but since he's shown the ability to flip sides, maybe he's at the point in his career where he can kick inside the guard. I don't know. I'm, I'm just nervous about Sam Mustford because he had a really bad game. You know, I, I talked about him earlier this year. He has had a better season than a year ago, but that was a low bar. We're talking here. We're, we're, we're talking, <laughs> yeah. Baby steps, you know, small improvements. And then this last game, you know, some of those sacks that, that he gave up, the protection issues, you know, missing those double eight gap blitzes, you know, ultimately it does fall on the quarterback. But, you know, you're the center, man. You, you got to see that stuff. You know, it's coming right at you. You know, you're missing some of these things. I don't know, man. I mean, they, they have some they have interesting names on in the practice squad. Um, they have a, a draftable player, Kellen Nadish, who was with the Dolphins. Yes. I know a lot of Bears fans were high on him. They thought he'd be a guy that Bears could target in the draft. Zachary Thomas on the practice squad. I don't know. They may, they may bring someone up just because they have white hair out. They may have to bring a guy up. But I don't know. I mean, it could be Carter's time. Maybe maybe they go to rookie say the hell with it. Let's see what happens. Then I would be fearful for Justin Fields. Yeah, that might be a little rough. But I mean, at the same time, I think Braxton Jones has held his own. I think he's been better than people are giving him credit for. Um, he's gotten bullied sometimes yes. he, he really has, but I guess like you're saying, what's, what's better that, or, I mean, Schofield had one bad rep. Really? That was what at least did it for me. The one against Chris, Chris Jones, Jones who's very stud. good. Yeah. Chris Jones is so good, but it was a bad rep. I mean, that's a, that's like a hospital rep kind of thing. <laughs> so I your options aren't fantastic. And it's like, what do you do? The devil, you know, the devil, you don't. 
Yeah, it's it's a rough situation, but who knows? I mean, at this point, I think I don't know. Maybe Schofield's your best. He has your most experience there. I I, I trust Schofield more than I trust Mustfer. Um, Patrick's your center. He's got to be your center. You got to play him there. I agree. It's just real quick about Braxton Jones. I'm with you, man. I think he's had a, a much better year. The thing with offensive linemen is their mistakes get blown up because that's all you see. You don't see the the seven plays in a row where he did his job. All you yeah. see is the one play where he blew, he gave up the sack or gave up the pressure. You know, his grade is not the best, but he's a rookie. He's learning. It's not like every pass rep is a bad rep. He has good technique, sometimes bad technique. Sometimes he's getting fooled by certain bull rushes. He's getting fooled by double moves, which happens. Borma on the right side, he's okay. I don't like him long-term there. He's got to improve a little better, but in interior – um, you hear a lot of quarterbacks say the interior pressure gets them worst, the, the most. That 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 gets them quickly. It's on them so fast. You got to tighten it up. So I don't know. I, I, do you have any final thoughts here before the uh, we get out of here? It's a it's a nice quick show. Just six injuries. Yeah, it's it'll be Sunday. Will be interesting, I think, because it'll be the best offense the Bears have faced, um, and the fact that. I'm really interested. I hope Monty plays just because I'm I'm really interested to see how he moves, uh, especially after an injury like that. And it just makes them so much more not one dimensional. Being able to have him in there really does change the face of your offense. And I think it's going to really help Justin a lot. And I think that's the biggest thing, make, making sure Justin is comfortable. So are you going to pick the Bears this week? Oh, heck no. I'll, I'll pick them to cover. So I think the last number, last number I saw was seven and a half. And so it I'll is. take jumps. Yeah. So I'll take I'll pick them to cover, but I'm not picking them to win this week. I think I did the same thing. We 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 put our official picks in through tally set each week for the site. I know I went with the Vikings for the money line, but I I think I may have went with the Bears to cover. But I would not be surprised if they don't, just because the Vikings are such such a good offense and the uh, the Bears uh, don't have a very good uh, defense right now. So it's a very scary Viking team if they're clicking. So. But that's it. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you guys all follow Dr. Mason West at West Sports PT on Twitter. Follow me at WiltFongJR. Um, follow Second City Gridiron. We're on Second City Gridiron on Twitter as well. We're also on Facebook. Of course, Windy City Gridiron all over the place. We're going to have Making Monsters, Taylor and Dylan's show. They got pushed back this week. They actually had a chance to interview Jaquan Brisker's college coach. Or his high school coach. Man, I forget who it was. I know they interviewed someone who would coach Brisker. And that is going to be actually going to be coming up uh, early tomorrow morning or late t- tonight. As soon as they get a cut up percent over to me. So stay tuned to the podcast channel for that. And uh, the next video show will be The Gamblers then. Check that out on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. But for Mason, for me, I'm out. Bear down, my friends. <laughs>